Hi, this is James Joko, most webcomics reviews and interviews. Today we're with Ann Bernard, Master of First Times. So sit back, relax, and let the Geek Fest begin. All right, well, thank you for having me on the show. I am indeed the Master of First Times. It is a uh, self-proclaimed title. I have, uh, what's the knighting? I've knighted myself with the title of Master of First Times because what I do with the 365 First Challenge is introduce people the first times and new experiences. So I run an app that when you download the app, you create an account and then you select all the different categories that you want to have first time and new experiences from. So anything from arts first, music first, volunteering first, outdoors first. Yeah, it's 30 different categories. And then after that, you click on swipe. It's a bit like Tinder. You start swiping right if you want to add that first to your list. Up if you're not interested. I mean, my apologies. Up if you've already done it. And then left if you're not interested. And then that creates your list. And I came up with the concept after starting my own journey of first time and new experiences about seven years ago. And I know one of the things you wanted to talk about today is how first times and new experiences are very key to helping you become more creative. I think that's something you wanted to discuss, right? Yep, pretty much. Yeah, so first times and new experiences. So creativity, um, I'm a, well, I do a bit of writing, but I definitely use a lot of creativity in problem solving. I know the majority of your audience are comic, either creators or lovers, which I think is awesome and fabulous. And, but for me, my creativity, I express it in very other ways. But what I discovered with having first time in your experiences and the way that creativity works is that the more you feed yourself, your mind, your soul, different experiences and different things, it really helps your creativity because the mind is just amazing and how it makes connections between the different things that you do. Plus, it also really helps for you to be able to detach from what you do. So if you're too focused on what you do, you might get, in my case, like I said, I do a lot of writing, you might get writer's block. But if you step away from what you're doing, you go do something completely differently. It's just like people actually use like taking a showers or taking a walk. That's another example of helping fuel your creativity. But when you do something completely different, you turn, you shift your focus, and then your brain in the background still works on whatever problem you're trying to solve. So whatever creative um, uh, challenge you're going through, your conscious mind will focus on the new experience that you're doing, but your subconscious mind is still going to work on solving it. And that thing that you're doing that you've never done before might tr then trigger your subconscious to come up with a solution. So it's fascinating how the mind works and what adding a lot of first time and new experiences into your life then creates all of these different pathways and all these different actually neural pathways in your mind and in your life to start becoming even more creative. Does that make sense? Definitely. I mean, it's really cool. It, I mean, 
a lot of people have noticed, myself included, that basically by stepping away from whatever the actual problem is, just like you said, you basically put yourself in an entirely different frame of mind, and that actually helps solve the actual problem you're working with. Yeah, and and it's also great to be able to just turn off our minds. So I did, when my stepmom came out, so I live in Las Vegas, and she came out to help me decorate my house, which was a first for me. I never hung up, I never hung curtains before, so I had to buy a power drill and learn how to use that, and Anyways, I hung a bunch of kernel, kernels, a bunch of curtains and things on the wall, and I took her out to have a first time while she was here visiting, because if you're going to be around me, I'm going to ask you, what's the first time in your experience, and we'll go do it. So we went to a glass torch class where we made these glass pendants and then these glass um, wine bottle covers but was really great about the experience because the torch itself goes up to about 3000 uh fahrenheit so it's super hot i would say it's dangerous you can burn yourself i mean the instructor is there but you're holding the glass to the heat and you really really have to focus it's like you can't be distracted and both myself and my stepmom experienced this great relaxation and this great stress relief from that experience because we were so focused in that moment and what we were doing. And then afterwards, when I started thinking about different things about the business, I felt so refreshed, even though it was just an hour of doing that, I had all this refreshed energy from it. So while it's great to step away, if you go do something that you've never done, it will just allow that break to take place and then get that stress relief and just renew you to then re-engage in whatever project you're working on. Yep. Especially, it's also really great for those first experiences because it adds to your level of experience in a lot of other areas as well. So. Absolutely. That's how you learn. And it doesn't, so, you know, some people are like, well, why, why would I pursue multiple new experience over first time just for the experience because it's going to teach you something about yourself it's going to teach you something about whatever you're you're doing and then you might never do it again and that's perfectly fine it doesn't mean just because you try it you have to like add it to your life and do it forever i think there's there's a weird thing where you mentioned your child of the 80s, same here, right? So I was born in 77. And we grew up with our parents telling us, you know, whatever you start, make sure that you finish it and don't be a quitter. And so we felt very restricted that if we started something, one, we had to be successful at it, two, we had to finish it. Well, okay, BS, bull, doesn't have to be that way. You can start something, enjoy it for a little while, and then decide, eh, I'm going to try something else. And it has now been proven. They have done studies that's, that is actually even more beneficial to be a broader person that has a lot of experience than someone who is, you know, focused and specific into one, one uh, area. Like even Steve Jobs, he, the way that he came up with the fonts for the iPhone, not the iPhone, Mm. Anyways, the different fonts was from taking a, a calligraphy class, and that triggered him coming up with different fonts. 
and actually all the the if you do the the research the scientists and the people that have won the highest level of Nobel Prize Nobel um it's not Nobel Prize Nobel can you help me out I'm drawing a blank um what's the what, what are you trying to describe the Nobel it is Nobel Prize the no every year in like each and every category they Nobel Prize Nobel God I apologize Nobel Prize so the the Nobel Prize winners they've done the research are all have and the scientists that are the most published and have the biggest breakthrough all have a variety of hobbies that have absolutely nothing to do with their specific fields. So, oh, yeah. I mean, even when you start looking at art, you start seeing pretty much the same thing. I mean, you see the most people that have, I'm sorry, the artists that have the most range of talents as far as art also are able to do a lot of interesting stuff by combining and figuring out solutions based on that wide variety of uh, skills. Yeah, it's absolutely key. So then the question is, what's, you know, what's holding people back from doing that? And the reason why I started the 365 First Challenge is that I guess one of the things that hold people back is they're not, they're not, they can't think of what to do. So when I first started this, I didn't, I didn't have an app and I would tell people, well, it's all about going out and doing things that you've never done before. And then it would give me a blank look, like, what do you mean? And I'm like, well, anything you haven't done before, what's something like, I don't know. I'm not like, I'm not you. What's something you've never done before. And yeah, so that's why I created the app. So that way, all you have to do is pick the categories and then look at the options and just say yes or no, whether or not that's something that you want to do. And then just like everything else, once you start seeing some options, it will trigger different things that you've thought about doing, but you've never done. And Again, you know, the biggest thing is don't be hung up on wanting that first time to be perfect. There's no such thing you've never done before. You can't expect to be able to do something you've never done before. Like people have, you know, the stress and pressure on themselves that's absolutely unnecessary and holds them back. I make a fool out of myself on a regular basis to show to people like, hey, it is a-okay. Like have fun with it, have the experience. And if it's something that you wanna do again, you'll get better at it. If it's something that you never wanna do again, it's all good, don't ever do it again. And, you know, because starting to do new things is really gonna help you step out of your comfort zone. It's going to help you, like we said, be more creative. It's going to help you become more spontaneous. Some of the things that you want to do, you're going to have to plan them. So, you, you, you know, byproduct is you'll become a better planner. Getting out there, meeting new people and doing all these new things is going to help you grow your confidence. So there's all these incredible byproducts and benefits to simply doing things that you've never done before. Jeez, biblical verse comes to mind. Uh, always something about uh, come into things like a child. 
Oh, you are spot on, my friend, with that one. It is about having that childlike wonder and mindset towards life. And we, we lose that over time. I think, you know, when we're kids, we're curious and we're all about trying new things. And we, you know, we're constantly asking our parents questions about things. We go out, we explore, we discover. But then, you know, throughout the years, some of it, we get into a negative loop or feedback from our experiences. We might get hurt. Uh, we might get disappointed and these different things happen. And then we start coming into our comfort zones and we have fears. Some of our fears are not even justified. Like somebody's going to tell you, hey, I did this and I had a really horrible experience. And because they had a horrible experience, you're like, well, I'm never doing that. Well, you're <laughs> you're stopping yourself from experiencing just because of somebody else experience. It doesn't mean it's gonna turn out that way for you or that you're gonna handle the situation the same way. But if you return to that childlike wonder and then you feel that excitement about discovering and exploring and you're curious, then that, you know what, that makes the fear go away. You're switching your mindset and your view. And absolutely, you know, it is a verse in the Bible, it, it is, how I believe we are intended to live life is with that childlike wonder. Definitely. I mean, it's just sort of funny. I mean, you know, when you start looking at the necessity, sorry, the necessity for basically having a wide range of experience definitely helps in a lot of different ways, especially when we start looking at, say, leadership roles or even for our more creative roles. Well, yeah, I mean, it helps us relate with other people. It gives us really awesome stories to tell. I mean, you know, I much rather show up at work on Monday morning and have a story to tell of a new experience of something that I tried, what I learned from it, what the experience was like, then come in on Monday and talk about the latest, you know, movie or TV show or whatever drama in somebody else's life. This is about living and experiencing life, which people are going to gravitate to. They're going to relate with, and they're going to want to be part of that. Like they will, no kidding, want to hear your stories and then share in that experience, you know, with a new experience with you. I mean, I'm trying to really kick off a movement of people embracing that because of all the beautiful and amazing benefits that you get from that. And if you're in a leadership position, it helps you to have, you know, an open mind. So another great byproduct of doing this is to be more open-minded and, and having a growth mindset. So being more open-minded allows you to not be so set in your ways because you understand there are different opinions. There, there are different ways for people to achieve what they aim to achieve. And because you've been exposed to multiple things and you continue to wanna to be exposed, then you possess that open mind. And then the growth mindset is, is understanding that you are not a stagnant being. If your life is stagnant and your growth is stagnant right now, it is by choice. Your mind and you are created to be able to continue to grow, to continue to learn. And the more you grow and you learn, the better you become at it. 
So imagine the process of learning makes you a better learner. And that's something else as adults that a lot of people stop doing. They stop learning. And I get it. You know, learning can be kind of boring sometimes. But if you're learning something fun, then you're going through the process of learning. You're getting those benefits and it's fun and you're furthering your growth mindset of believing that you're the kind of person that can learn and grow. And that opens up so many doors and so many opportunities. Definitely. Um, let's talk about the app for just a sec. Uh, when it comes to the different kinds of activities, is there any kind of like, what are the general parameters for the activities in the app? So they they really, really, truly vary. So it depends. Uh, it depends what categories you choose. So let's say you choose the food first. So, it, you know, some of the options on the food first will be all the different type of foods. So whether, you know, you might have option like have you ever had Thai food, Ethiopian food, you know, Italian food, you know, so it goes through all the different ethnicity of foods, let's say or cooking methodology. You know, have you ever used an air fryer? Have you ever used, um, um, God, just went, uh, just went blank. <laughs> I have, yeah, there you go. Or, you know, something along those lines. So on the, on the sports first, you know, the full gamut of all the different sports that are, are out there. And actually, I just learned this weekend, this past Saturday, about pickleball. I did not know that was a sport. So <laughs> the sport of pickleball will get added to the app and I will go try to play pickleball. But uh, so, yeah, it is. Uh, it really depends. So in the music first, you have either playing an instrument or going to a wide variety of different concerts. Uh, volunteering first, it's a really great category because not only will you do something you've never done before, you can participate in your community, you can give back. Same with the donation first. You know, whether it's donating blood, donating your hair, donating your time, books, um, you you name it. So yeah, it runs really like the full gamut of what's out there that you could possibly be doing or haven't done before. And you also have the option to go into the categories and then add your own. So as you're swiping, if you don't come across what you, you know, what you want to try, you can add it yourself into the category and then put it on your list. All right, cool. So it really is basically the gender of uh, activities. Yeah, exactly. And the other, you know, the other beauty or the other thing I tell people. So a new experience will always be a first time, but a first time doesn't need to be a new experience. So the other way to use the app or to look at things is that if you can slice and dice what you're trying to achieve into first times. So let's say you're interested in hiking, but you've never been hiking. And, you know, it's one of those things where the first thought of going hiking is not, I'm going to hike Mount Kilimanjaro, but it might be something that you want to do. So now you have to backtrack and create all the first that are going to lead you to your ultimate goal. So the first time you go buy some hiking boots, your first hike, your first overnight hike, your first peak, 
So you can slice and dice in two first times to achieve what you want to do. And what that does is, are you familiar with dopamine, the real feel-good chemical that the brain releases? Um, definitely. Yeah. So then you're probably aware that dopamine is released in the anticipation of accomplishing something. So dopamine is what gets you excited about something that's coming up and that gets you excited about accomplishing that. So if you slice and dice the things that you're trying to achieve into first times, then you're triggering the dopamine release to keep yourself inspired and motivated to follow through and complete what you want to do. And then obviously afterwards, you get that great sense of accomplishment. You go back to the app, you mark it as complete, you share on social media if you want to, and then you go and focus on the next first that you want to achieve. How local based can you make that? So right now it is very, it's, it's not localized. It, uh, the app is not designed to track location at the moment. So when I, yeah, so this was my first app release. I learned a lot in the process and it's not, the app doesn't have all the features that I would have liked to have had uh, in the initial launch. So next time uh, when I find, I'm looking for the money and the right team to recode the app so that it has the ability, it has more features and more abilities because I think making it location-based in order to be able to complete your first or in order to get data from location near you is, is very critical to add that to the app. But yeah, right now it doesn't have it. Okay. I was just curious. Um, <laughs> first, oh, off, good question. first off, I got one more sport to add just because it's a fan favorite. Don't it? One more sport to add just because it's actually a fan favorite in some areas is Jugger. 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 J-U-G-G-E-R. I am not familiar with Jugger. It's based off a movie called The Blood of Heroes. You're trying to, you're basically trying to get a object from basically one end of the court to the other. But it seems ah. to be but it seems to be a little rough. Well, I will add that to the sports first list. So one of like ever since I've been uh doing the three six five first challenge, I've been pursuing a lot more first times in your experiences. I've re like as a kid, I kind of stopped playing board games because I was a pretty bad sore loser, like through tantrum sore loser type. Um, and now in adulthood, I'm a little bit more mature. I can handle losing, even though I don't enjoy it. I can handle losing better, but I am loving. So once a month out here in Las Vegas, we have a place that's called Meepleville and they have 2,400 games. It's a board game cafe. So once a month, I take the 365 first challenge meetup group and we go play a new board game. And I am just absolutely loving doing that. Um, because board games are such a great reflection of life when you have to think about tactic and strategically and, you know, figure out your, your opponents, your fellow players, 
I have air quotes around opponents. I don't see people as opponents, but sometimes, you know, when you're playing a game, that's what they are. And, um, yeah, it's, it's such a great, and then you learn a lot about yourself. And so I've become, I, I love learning new board games. And I tell you what, some, I don't know if you've, if you're, you like regularly read board game directions, but, uh, quite confusing. Even like the easiest of games, you're like, dude, like, why, why did you write it so complicated? And, and that's another really great things for your mind. If you're not used to reading directions to expose yourself to reading directions to learning, because it's something else that is, you know, good to be familiar with and get better at. Definitely. I mean, we do have the, uh, local comic book shop here that's actually started renting games out. Uh, well, I, yeah, that's, I would go there and play some games or yeah, have game nights at home. You know, just the key though, to get the benefits from it is that it has to be a new game. So there's a lot of people that'll say, you know, I do Sudoku or I play games, you know, to, to keep my mind fresh and, um, but it's, it's, it's actually a fallacy. It, your brain, once your brain knows how to do something, you no longer gain the benefits from doing it. It's the process of learning that reawakens your brain and engages your brain. The brain is all about efficiency. So it wants to learn whatever you're doing as fast as possible to become efficient at it, which is why you have to keep trying something new and doing new things and exposing it to new things to keep having that impact. So definitely for sure, like the 365 first challenge and the concept of starting a journey of first time and new experiences is something that I talk a lot with baby boomers and, um, you know, people who need, we all do, but it, the, Doing first time and new, ex new experiences has been proven to help with Alzheimer and to help with, you know, battling dementia. So that's another really great benefit. Uh, yeah, of course, when you start doing art, it's basically a great way to do it because there's just no way you can actually really do the same thing every time when it comes down to it. Correct. Creativity, creative arts do have that. So uh, I had a artist, a painter come on, come on the 365 first podcast. And she talked about how oil painting and water painting and, you know, the different methodology of just painting are so different and varied. And then obviously whatever she paints, you know, every time it's something new, she has a new experience with it. So it's really great. So I pretty much do the same thing when I'm doing a write, I'm, when I'm doing writing, even if I'm doing a uh, genre I'm familiar with, I tend to basically notice I'm doing pretty much a lot of different things every time I do it, so. Well, yeah, I mean, creating characters, um, you, you do find yourself with with a lot of different characters, with a lot of people in your head. <laughs> yeah, the one occupation where you want to listen to the voices in your head. Yeah, indeed, yeah. Uh, the first, the first fiction book, well, the only so far fiction book I wrote, I found it amazing when, because I would read, you know, to trust your character, they're going to lead you, they're going to tell you the story, and I was like, what are these people, are they crazy? But then I had the experience myself where the characters told me where they wanted to go, what they wanted to say, and if I get stuck, all I had to do was refer back to what the character wanted to do. And uh, yeah, there the story just 
came out that way. I was very fascinated by that process. So, um, yeah, how do you feel about mixing different things for as a first time? Like, uh, for example, with the glasswork you guys did, uh, figuring out different ways to do the glasswork or combining it with other media. I'm not sure I understand the question. Um, cause that, that was really there. I did not have the ability to definitely add anything else to it for the, the, the glass. Cause it was just such a focus, um, you know, thing to do. I, I have this, like, so I went and did archery with my sister and her husband. And then a couple months later, I went and did axe throwing. And it was actually weird how the archery and the axe throwing, while not alike, were in fact similar. So the, they again required paying the same type of attention, having the same awareness that there was, you know, I was handling a weapon. And um, I definitely think doing archery improved my axe throwing. And then having done axe throwing, I do want to go back and do knife throwing. And they have like ninja stars and they have like all this other cool stuff. And I think, you know, again, they do build upon themselves because you're doing that mind-body connection and your brain, it's, you know, starts making that mind-body connection. And that has some great benefits. And then it's also you get more comfortable handling weapons. I have 24 years in the Marine Corps, so I'm used to handling guns, but I, you know, I never had, you know, had held a, a bow and arrow and certainly had never gone around throwing axes. And I was, I was pretty impressed. I, I ended up mastering in an hour, the three different throws and the underhand throw, underhand throwing an ax. It's not the easiest thing in the world. Nah, it doesn't sound like it would be. <laughs> it's a lot, a lot of, fun, of fun, though. Yeah. They do bounce back at you. They do. I'm not going to lie. If they don't go in the target, they do. They can bounce back at you and get you. Yeah, I've seen the videos. <laughs> yeah. So, about how often would you have to do something before it stops being beneficial to your figure? That is a really good question. Uh, I'm still working on that. I'm, I was, I'm, so I had talked to a neuroscientist uh, because I wanted to start doing brain scans of my brain as obviously I'm progressing to do all of these new things to see how it's lighting up. You know, and, and um, so I say, you know, I do neuroplasticity, you know, I'm rewiring my brain. So I was hoping to start doing some scannings and he didn't think that was necessary or that I would get what I thought I would out of that. So I haven't given up, though, finding someone who'd be willing to to uh, to do that for me so far. I would say because I do something new once a week, I think I definitely, you know, keep those benefits fresh. So tonight I am going to go do a pole fitness class. So that that should be interesting. I've never done anything like that before. Um, I guess I get. Yeah, it's a good question. I, I'll let you know when I if I ever crack that nut. 
I mean, I know there's like the 10,000 hour rule, but that's for like if you want to actually master it, not if you just simply want to get the basics of it. So. Correct. And I mean, I have become a much faster learner. Like I, there's no doubt that if I would not hesitate to say, if you put me next to somebody who does not try out new things all the time, it will take them longer to figure things out than to master things because my brain is trained to learn. So it's open to it. It's ready to do it. And I think it does do it in a much faster capacity because of that. And I can say that my memory has also improved um, since I've been very focused on trying and doing new things. Um, so I'm, I'm all about I'm all about enjoying those benefits. That does make a certain degree of sense. I mean, the more you tend to master different skills, you, well, backing up half a step, keeping in mind people basically look for patterns in things. The more skills you learn, the more able you are able to link into the pattern between the two different skills and figure out the commonalities and therefore base it off that commonality feature. Exactly. It's the same thing, and it's the same thing with adaptation, right? So the more that you expose yourself, so one of the things, it goes back to that feeling of if you feel uncomfortable, then that's hindering your ability to do whatever that you're doing. So if you're constantly in a, if you've paced yourself in a constant state of being uncomfortable, then uncomfortable becomes very comfortable. So you're much faster at adapting. And it goes back to your brain is making all those connections and it's finding familiarity in pretty much everything because it has been exposed to so many things. Yeah, we see the same thing when we start looking at art because a lot of people start doing like, uh, you know, drawing figures, for example, in different media, and because they know how to basically draw a figure, they're able to fill in the blanks with a lot of different other media, like with paints or with charcoal, for example. Right, and so with the knowledge that that's going to happen, like if it is something you're interested in, but you're not necessarily good at it right off the bat, don't quit, like that your brain will make those connections and i i can't tell you when it's going to happen but it will happen to where it will become easier um at some point it um so the one thing where i'm really gonna quote unquote test myself is i want to learn to play the guitar and the piano at the same time and the reason why i'm doing them at the same time it goes back to testing the theory of the more you learn, the faster you learn. And I have never played any musical instrument. I have zero exposure to music. So I can't even say like I have an ear for it. Granted, I have in the past year purposely, like I listen to all kinds of music and I don't mean all kinds of American music, all languages. Um, one, because it's good if you do want to learn another language. Two, to just try and see if that's a good first step to getting familiar with the unfamiliar. Uh, so I might not understand the words, but then the notes and the melodies, I can pick those out. And, and we'll see how that plays out as I go forth and learn uh, two instruments. Yeah, I mean, so another thing, you know, I have considered myself be you know, the, the mad scientist and the guinea pig. 
I I actually have a T-shirt and it's a guinea pig that's on it. And it says takes one to know one hashtag three, six, five first challenge, because that is how I view myself and I view life. You should be, you know, make yourself a guinea pig and then test test out theories, you know, find out if this, you know, what we have just discussed on the show, is this true? Well, the only way you're going to find out is if you test it out and have fun with it. Definitely. I mean, it's, and being an artist, you have to have a lot of different hats you have to wear at any given time. So it's sort of interesting to see how they cross over sometimes. Yeah, for sure. But you're starting to see that a little bit yourself because I'm willing to bet when you start part of doing your the 365 is you figured out that sometimes some of them are a little bit more interesting to people than others. Oh, absolutely. But and but and then well, it's also about facing. So when it comes to art, again, other than writing, I have never as a kid considered myself artistic or had. Mm, inclination towards say like drawing painting or create like crafts or doing any sort of work with my hands that was artistic and I think I had like different self-limitation beliefs around that and just like music it's the one thing too with art that you know, I want to break down, which is why a lot of my first time are artistic in nature, because it's not my, my background. So when it comes to sports, yeah, I can pretty much play any sport. I, I, sports, being outdoors, you know, that's been my thing. So I'm very familiar with it. I'm comfortable with it. Learning a new sport, no problem. Music, arts, games, you know, those things haven't naturally, I haven't been inclined to them. So now as an adult, well, I am pursuing them all and learning from them and truly enjoying it. Yeah. I mean, I had the most incredible shared first time. I took my 89 year old neighbor out to have sushi for the first time. And I tell you what, being able to introduce someone who's had such a long life and she, it's not like she had a sheltered life. She definitely did a lot in her lifetime, but she had never had sushi and she was very open-minded. So when she said her birthday was coming up and I said, well, I would like to take you out to dinner. And we got to, she'd never had sushi before and I invited her and she was all about it. And it was just such a blast to do that. And I really enjoyed, you know, running the 365 First Challenge meetup group here in Las Vegas because I do get to see and experience first times with people and people's faces just light up. I mean, like I said, when I went to the archery, it was with my sister and her husband and her husband was just so happy about it, you know, and, and then I'm thinking, okay, you're getting that dopamine release. And, you know, he was, he was just really, really happy and it kicks in like doing something you've never done before. To me, you know, that's how you kick, kick, you know, get rid of boredom, help if you're, and I suffered from depression. I have been suicidal. I absolutely know what that's like. And you have 
to break out of whatever the mindset that you're caught up in. And it can be so incredible, challenging to break out of that. But you go do something you've never done before. It's going to it's it's such a great trigger to break you out of whatever you're going through and to set you up in a, you know, in a better mood. And I have absolutely seen it in everyone that I have taken to go do something they've never done with. That actually sounds pretty, you get, it relates back obviously to artists because we tend to deal with a lot of negative emotion all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that the truth? We're, we're, you know, very critical. We beat ourselves up, um, you know, and there's, there's no, it's much better to just take a break and then go do something you've never done before and get the benefits from that than, than beating, beating yourself up. So if you can get in the routine and the habit of doing things you've never done before, uh, it will it will change your life. It it changed mine, and that I mean that's why I created the app. That's why I'm I'm doing this, because I know that once people discover it and do it, it will impact their lives like it did mine. So, all right. Anything else we didn't cover? Because I know we covered a lot. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Yeah, we sure did cover a lot. No, I think we 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 ran the full gamut. You you great questions. Uh, I appreciate it. If people want to find out more, it's very easy. Just www365 first with an s challenge dot com, or if you do hashtag 365 first challenge on in the App Store or the Apple the Google Play Store or the Apple Store, you can find the app and download that. I do the 365 First podcast where every, every week I have an expert advice for your first time series. To I have different experts that come in to help you out. If there's a first time you are thinking of doing, but you don't know how to get started, let me know. I'll find an expert. I'll do a show about it. So I am, I am so here to support, encourage, inspire, you know, anything that you need to start your journey um you know i'm here for you cool <laughs> yeah definitely that's something that a lot of people will be looking out for now i hope so <laughs> i want to test my theories so i again would love some feedback you know how many first time does it take to get hooked on it you know to want more and uh how many first times like you said does it take for you to see the value and the benefits and so i'm uh i'm a psychology major so i have different very uh i love data and information so any feedback that i get is uh is useful and welcome well thanks for coming on Thank, Thank you, you for, for having, having me. me. No problem. That was Anne Bernard of 365firstchallenge.com. 365-F-I-R-S-T-S-C-H-A-L-L-E-N-G-E.com. For those interested in supporting this podcast, please check us out over at patreon.com slash two sparrows. We have many casts, a few extra tips and tricks here and there. An edited version of interviews that include all the swearing as well as a little bit longer, as well as an actual episode of this podcast that has yet to be aired anywhere else. Also check us out over at YouTube where we have curated playlists where all the various podcasts have been broken down into various different types of sections such as world building, business, marketing, writing, etc. As well as additional mini casts as well as the Alexa Brief 
briefs. And definitely check us out over on Facebook. This allows you not only to comment on the various videos, but also catch up on a few other things as well.